actually is a uh, big news day, especially if you're trying to catch up from the weekend like we are with what was going on in China. Um, just it's it's it sure looks like it's coming to a head here at some point, and it could be well, not could be, it will be grisly. Um, we got to talk a little bit about Iran, where they got unrest, the presidential election, impeachment cranks back up tomorrow, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, in breaking news, breaking news: Prince Andrew has announced that he's unable to produce earwax. Back <laughs> when, to you. When do you want to do some more Prince Andrew? You want to do that coming up in a little bit because that's that's some good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I haven't blinked since the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> she mentioned her lover was blinking. I have not blinked since nineteen sixty-eight <laughs> because of the Falkland Island War. And I, um, uh, I never, never blow my nose. Uh, I am unable to produce mucus. <laughs> More on that in a little bit. I was really interested in this article about Google in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend and where they're trying to out Google as being way more active in um, uh, pushing the world various directions than they have been letting on. Right. Not a shock to anyone. Yeah, I, I gave that one a quick glance. I didn't read the whole thing over the Long weekend. Long article. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Long article, but pretty damned interesting. Uh, what we learn clashes what, with what happens behind the scenes. What Google told the Wall Street Journal clashes with what happens behind the scenes. Over time, Google has increasingly re-engineered and interfered with search results to a far greater degree than the company and its executives have told anybody. There's a shock. You mean you're lying to people? Google's evolving approach makes a shift from its founding philosophy of organizing the world's information to one that is far more active in deciding how that information should appear. Google has a 90% share of searches on the Internet. 90%. Oof. That is pretty dominant. And so they can push a lot of information a lot of different directions. And I suppose at some point you start to think when you run Google, why wouldn't we do that? There are things I care about and think are important. Why wouldn't I influence the world in the ways that I think I can? Uh, more than 100 interviews of the Wall Street Journal's uh, and the Wall Street Journal's own testing of Google search results revealed Google had made algorithmic changes to its search results that favor big business over smaller ones. Yeah, that one instance. really bothered me. Yeah, and in at least one case, made changes on behalf of a major advertiser, eBay, contrary to its public position that it never takes that time of action. Ha! Huh. So if you spend a lot of money on advertising, they can. Uh, push various stories about you different directions or, or make them harder to find. Yeah, there's a lot of activism, too, uh, among the Google staff that if they didn't like, for instance, uh, well, you know, one one that's fairly controversial these days, Jack, is uh, if you Googled anything about um, uh, vaccinations, they oh, yeah. would not direct you toward any site that said it causes autism because they wanted to, uh, you know, quash that point of view. And so, you know, I don't honestly, I know so little about how the algorithms ought to work, um, what websites ought to come up that, you know, well, all I know is that they are not doing what they said they're doing and they are trying to direct the eyes and ears of the world, which um, they get to do. Right. But they, they also might not have a 90 percent share of all Google searches if people knew that they were being politically active. Yeah, yeah, or just, or just, or not even the politics of it. Just, uh, yeah, we we don't make the uh, bad story about eBay show up since they they're big advertisers. Right, disclosure is really all you can ask. Um, and I think as more and more people become aware of what Google is and is not, they'll try to use other search engines. Uh, but man, they have just ginormous power, and not only through 
Um, you know, the, the search engine website, Google is involved in all sorts of stuff, and it's all about data mining. And remember, they spend astounding amounts of money on lobbying the government as well. So it's a giant, I mean, everybody's, you know, shell oil is evil. And, you know, people have these images of these big corporations as being forces for evil. Man, the, the tech giants are way, way, way scarier than some oil company. Oh, heck yeah, in terms of being in, able to influence the world. Right. So I got some more details on this article. Then I've got the kind of funny stuff. Okay. Um, back to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the journal's findings undercut one of Google's core defenses against global regulators worried about how it wields immense power that the company doesn't exert editorial control over what it shows its users. They're still saying that out loud, and it's clearly just not true. Far from being autonomous computer programs oblivious to outside pressure, Google's algorithms are subject to regular tinkering from executives and engineers who are trying to deliver relevant search results while also pleasing a wide variety of powerful interests and driving its parent company's $30 billion in traffic. And some of their interests are just their own political leanings, obviously. Uh, bah, bah, bah. I want to get to the funny stuff. Now, this is not... I didn't know what to take away from this. So, but, so the Wall Street Journal did a test on autofill, autocomplete tests. Ah, so yeah. They, so they typed in Joe Biden is in both Google and DuckDuckGo to compare the results. Joe Biden and, is a dummy. And I don't, I don't know what you take from this other than they're different. But if you type in Google, Joe Biden is, you'll get done, how old, from, as in you're looking up where Joe Biden is from, okay. running for president. A Democrat, a Democrat. On DuckDuckGo, if you type in Joe Biden is, your first result will be an idiot, (laughs) followed by creepy, too old to run for president, a moron, a liar, a joke, a creep. Those are your results on DuckDuckGo. I got to admit, while we're here to criticize Google, DuckDuckGo seems a little anti-Joe Biden. Well, well, if they're, I don't know. Maybe they are, but maybe their algorithms just set up. That's what most people are typing in. So that's what we assume you're searching on. I mean, is that the way it's supposed to work? Yeah, they're they're supposed to be. This is what is most likely to be the finish of your sentence based on other people typing in those first three words. Okay, so it's predictive. I'm so Google. Ch- so go, you, what you would assume from this is Google is tamping down all the people who typed in Joe Biden is an idiot or creepy and and put in from or running for president or a Democrat. So for what it's worth, uh, startpage.com, which is the world's most private uh, search engine, it doesn't track your data, it doesn't sell your data, etc. Uh, oh, it's supposed to be Joe Biden is? Okay. Yes. Joe Biden is. Oops, it's not autofilling. If you do Joe Biden... It's uh, Joe Biden presidential campaign, uh, the various times Joe Biden Jr., Joe Biden for president, just obvious stuff. Now, so to to maybe help DuckDuckGo hold on to their image as they're not pushing anybody in any direction, if you type in, according to the Wall Street Journal, they did this test. What a fun test to do. Uh, Donald Trump is on DuckDuckGo. Donald Trump is, as opposed to Joe Biden. Number one, a moron, followed by an idiot. Illuminati confirmed the Antichrist president awesome a joke and fat those are all your most likely (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one awesome the rest of them were fairly uh fairly negative on google if you type in donald trump is your first result will be a horse in a hospital would you like to explain that sean uh that is a bit from john mulaney 
uh, where he compares the Trump presidency to a horse in a hospital where I think everything's going to be okay in the end, but I have no idea what's going to happen next. (laughs) Because we've got a horse in a hospital. That is a very, very funny bit. we got to play that. We'll see if we can get it. He works clean, doesn't he? Uh, There's a couple uh, noddies in there, but it's easy to squeeze it out. He's too talented to work blue. Uh, Donald Trump is on Google. A horse in a hospital, the 46th president. What number president? My president, Facebook. I don't know what that means. Republican, James Charles. I have no idea what that means. Donald Trump is James Charles. <laughs> what? I have That's no got to be some, some obscure reference to some comic book or something. Was that another one of his altered personas when he was doing publicity for himself? Uh, like from the John Miller era? John Miller, yeah. I what d- was the name? I'm going to say. Barron. See. John Barron. Right, that's what it was. Yes. John Barron. Yeah. Donald Trump is, what was this? What was the name? James Charles. James is Charles. a popular autofill on Google. Wow. That's but, odd. But their Google autofills for Donald Trump are not, you know, it's not all, he's an idiot, he's corrupt, he's a, should be impeached or <laughs> like whatever. Like Duck, Duck, Go, which hates Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah, well, Duck, Duck, Go's Trump was a moron, an idiot, Illuminati confirmed, the Antichrist, <laughs> a joke, and fat. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> oh, Duck, Duck, Go has just got an attitude. <laughs> They're snarky. Yeah, they Duck, are. Duck, go. It's the snarkiest website. Search anyway, so be as we've been saying for years: be afraid of Google. Be very, very afraid. Google, Google is evil. Do it today. So, a little bonus mailbag, which is going to take us all over the map of the news and and, and politics and all sorts of good stuff, and away from politics too. And then we have more Prince Andrew later because I'm really enjoying that whole thing. We will get as much Prince Andrew <laughs> as we can. He's trying to refute the idea that he would engage in uh, sex parties with underage girls with Jeffrey Epstein. So yeah, I'd, against well, the I'd advice, want to refute that uh, either way. But if I didn't do it, I'd really want to refute it. Holy cow! Well, uh, against the advice of his advisors, he decided to do a high stakes interview, and it went very, very poorly. So yes, we will. <laughs> Have clips of that upcoming Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty show. Hey, Sean, play one of them jokes we got. Play a funny joke. You know, that's what we need on a Monday. Start a new week. We need a funny joke. Stand Beaches by. in southwestern France have been shut down after mysterious bricks of cocaine keep washing up on shore, prompting questions like, which beaches and where exactly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had that story last week. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, l- let me hear uh, Pelosi number Oh. Uh, Oh, Three. did you see Nancy Pelosi on Face the Nation yesterday? Yeah, wow, we, that was a really interesting interview. Yeah, we got a bunch of clips from her. I'll I, tell you what. What? I really have a real discomfort level of responding to what Republicans say uh, because they are in, in denial about what has happened in the country. All right, give me number four. I think part of it is his own insecurity as an imposter. I think he knows full well that... He's in that office way over his head, and so he has to diminish everyone else. Oof, that's a little hurtful. It was a, uh, it got very contentious with her and uh, whatever the name of the woman is who runs Face the Nation. 
Um, uh, so, uh, somebody come up with her name for me. Margaret Sullivan, is that right? Or, that's, no? That no. is definitely a news person. That's a news person. I don't think that's her, though. Anyway, so the host of Face the Nation uh, was asking Nancy Pelosi to, to respond to a couple of things Republicans were saying, and Nancy got really mad and said, I'm not going to respond to things they say. You're not going to put me in a position where I have to respond to a bunch of, of lies and, you know, basically to a bunch of crap. Do we have that um, clip, uh, Sean? I'm, I'm not yeah, talking it, about that. Yeah, it's a little bit longer form, but we can pause it in, in, uh, in the middle if we need to. You think Democrats have had a good week? Well, I think the American people have had a good week. I think truth has had a good week. I think patriotism has had a good week. And I think the Constitution has got a good week. I don't think the president has had a good week. Well, Republicans argue here, you know what, if we could just talk about what we want to do. I I really have a real discomfort level of responding to what Republicans say, uh, because they are in in denial about what has happened in the country. So if you want to ask me about where we're going on this, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to respond to that. Uh, But I, I, I find it a waste of my time and yours. To just be talking about what Republicans say. Well, I, I How about just... that? Wow. I thought that was really something. You know, uh, an interviewer could uh, say, you know, I'll ask you whatever I want to ask because you work for us and I'm a, I'm in the, the free press, which you claim you believe in. So she would be ask whatever I want if she said that. That'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the idea that, no, 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 you're not going to challenge any of my assertions and neither is anyone else. Unbelievable. Yeah, and Nancy, I mean, like, Nancy was leaning forward in her seat and got wide-eyed. I mean, like, well, she was coming at her. And then a She's little always bit... wide-eyed. She's had work. And then there was actually a somewhat unfair question, I thought, from Face the Nation, that if my politics were flipped, I would have been screaming about, probably, where, uh, where, the <laughs> where she said to Nancy Pelosi, is the president ever going to get a chance to face his accuser? And Nancy about came out of her... Uh, her sensible shoes on that one right right you mean the whistleblower i am going to protect the whistleblower uh i'm not sure that was a fair question that that is kind of a republican talking point of the facing your accuser thing but <laughs> the other questions those are perfectly legitimate questions yeah this is what republicans say what's your response uh, we're wasting my time and yours addressing what republicans say you know, I realize I'm the only guy in America talking about this, but it struck me anew as I was getting some caffeine juice in the uh, lunchroom that the calling it the impeachment inquiry, the impeachment hearings is so disingenuous. It's a publicity stunt. It's uh, every other time in history it's been the Watergate uh, hearings or the whatever, the Teapot Dome hearings. And it, it you know, it's like when the police say, can we ask you some questions? This is a conviction uh, questioning um, or a trial questioning. You don't impeach until after the hearings when you've gathered the information. You, I mean, the question shouldn't even be asked until you've done the investigating. But it's a publicity stunt for the networks. It's Nancy sending word to the uh, to the base. Yes, we're we're impeaching kind of. So be sure to turn turn out. And it just I don't think any honest media outlet ought to be going along with it. But again, I'm the only the only guy in the country who thinks that. Well, last week we had that clip of Steve Bannon uh, saying how much he admires Nancy Pelosi as a political strategist, and she has pulled off something pretty pretty uh, pretty good. And that they had the behind closed doors testimony. Which, you know, got several days of headlines, got several news cycles. Then they released the transcript of those behind closed doors, which got several days of, of, uh, 
of news coverage, and then they bring the people up live to say the same thing from the previous two things, and they get another round. So they get three rounds per person of 24-hour news coverage. And which credit is, for something like impeachment. Which is pretty pretty clever way to handle it. Now, Nancy did say, she did make sounds like, you know, it's not a done deal that we're going to move forward with impeachment on it. We'll see at the end, which she that might actually be true. She might look at the polls at the end of this and think, nah, we're getting nothing out of this. I'm pulling the plug. Oh, wouldn't but she get she, murdered, though, by, by your hardcore lefty voters? Probably. And she also said uh, this stuff about Ukraine is not necessarily the only thing that will be in the impeachment stuff. She, she said the other day that the, some of the alleged obstruction from the Mueller report could be in there. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's real or not either. I tell you what, I would like to pull my money out of the Democratic primary betting pool that I'm in and put it on the proposition that Rudy Giuliani goes to jail. Um, oh, really? I, oh, loved, really? I loved Rudy post 9-11. I love how he cleaned up New York. I think he worked miracles, but I think he was involved in some bad stuff with some bad people. Can he be in the same cell as uh, Stone and we have some sort of sitcom out of it? Uh, or at least uh, a talk show, yeah. Roger Stone and Rudy Giuliani in the same cell. Two old men. Yep. Hey, let's get a, about the day. Let's get a couple of uh, headlines from Marshall. Marsh. Mayor Pete rockets to the top. President Trump's quick trip to the hospital. What's up with that? And another taste of Prince Andrew. It's all coming up next. Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> I was pretty disappointed in the Disney Plus thing, by the way, that I signed up for on oh, Friday. Really? Um, well, you can't get it on Dish TV, so we can't watch it on the TV. You can't even get it on a on a MacBook to watch it on a big screen. I can watch it on my phone, but that's the only thing I own currently that I can watch any Disney on. You can't to stream buy it. it to your MacBook. Uh, no, they don't have an app yet for the full computer. You can watch it on a phone or an iPad, which I don't own an iPad, but um, and uh, or if you own Apple TV which I don't. Uh, so I was a little disappointed because, you know, when Netflix, I don't know what it was like when Netflix first ha- hit, but I can get Netflix on everything I've got. Every, I, like, I got nine different screens I can watch Netflix on, so I won't be canceling Netflix immediately. You certainly. got a smart TV or you got a stupid TV? It's, um, it's, of, some, it's of average intelligence. But it's hooked up to the Internet, but I don't have Apple TV here. I don't even know how to do that. Hmm. Um, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete has now leapt into the lead of the latest poll of likely Democratic voters in Iowa. The first state that will be weighing in during primary season voting with its caucuses. Uh, Pete was at 25% in the Des Moines Register poll, followed up by Warren. She had 16%. You got Biden and Bernie at 15%. And Amy Klobuchar at 6%. So you got a, a, a multiple, multi-way tie at yeah. around 15, and yeah. Pete 10 points ahead of them, which is, yeah. you know, a huge change. The Des Moines Register is considered a great, great poll, although it's an outlier right now. We'll see if other polls back it up. But that's uh, that's quite a thing. And as Joe's been saying, he's going to get the full incoming now, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It might benefit him, like it did Barack Obama, that he doesn't have that much of a track record out, right. out there. Yeah, and speaking of Obama, I'm reading more of that speech he made before heavyweight uh, Democratic donors. And he is absolutely clearly saying, forget Bernie, forget Liz, just stop it. Even as we push the envelope and we are bold in our vision, we have to be rooted in reality. The average American doesn't think we have to completely tear down the system and remake it. His uh, remarks offered an implicit critique of Bernie and Liz. Um... 
And uh, he's been very, very hands-off the whole race, but the fact that he's weighing in and weighing in at the highest level now, saying, for God's sake, it's got to be one of the moderates, is, um, is, is notable. I don't think we should be deluded into thinking that the resistance to certain approaches to things is simply because voters haven't heard a bold enough proposal. And if they hear something as bold as possible, then immediately that's going to activate oh, them. Using the word bold there is a 100% shot at Elizabeth Warren. Right. Because right. that's her line all the time. I'm not running for president to not be bold. Okay, well, by being bold, according to this very same poll that has Mayor Pete in first place, yeah. you have about 40% of Democratic caucus goers who think Warren is too liberal to get elected. 40% of her own party. And listen, this might be getting ahead of the, the, the cart, ahead of the horse, or just ahead of ourselves, over our skis. I don't know. What metaphor do you want? Um, <laughs> but it's been pointed out that... I want a ski and horse is what I want. <laughs> my horse is ahead of the cart on his skis. Um, so uh, with given the hardcore nature of Bernie's supporters and Liz Warren's to a large extent, there's a growing belief that nobody's going to have a majority come convention time. Now... We're I've been hearing age. this every election in my life. We're in the age of hyperbole. I get that. Brokered the media convention. gets so excited about a, the brokered convention, which just never gets around. I, I know, but come on now. You can't compare Jeb Bush's support and Marco Rubio's support to Liz and, and Bernie. It's just a different sort of thing. Right, but back inside that poll briefly, um, you got 40% of caucus goers think Elizabeth Warren's too liberal to get elected. 55% of Bernie fans think he's, or well, not Bernie fans, but Democrats in Iowa think Bernie's too liberal to get elected. Only 7% think that about Buttigieg, that he's too liberal to get elected. That's why he's in first place by 10 points in Iowa. They think he's electable. President Trump made an unannounced visit to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center Saturday with the White House saying it was just to do some parts of his annual physical exam. Now, Trump's 2018 and 2019 physicals were both announced ahead of time, and his last one was just done in February of this year, making it early for it to be done now. His press secretary, Stephanie Grisham, saying uh, in a statement after Trump arrived at the hospital... Just out of curiosity, is Stephanie Grisham an actual person, or is that Trump doing a voice on the phone? <laughs> I believe it's... I have seen pictures of her, so okay. I do believe... Right, just wanted to clarify. Yeah, do believe I'll, I'll tell you what, if, if he doesn't need a little medical help at this point as a 70 something fat guy who eats kentucky fried chicken all day long the most amazing thing he's ever done in his life is his a physical ability to live the way he lives right well i mean that's the just stress he's under and the travel and the jet lag and the rest of it if i eat the way he eats and i'm much younger than him if i eat the way he eats i feel terrible and i got much much less pressure oh and he sleeps four hours a day his he, he needs to be studied as a physical specimen. <laughs> Just incredible. Yeah. Anyway, Miss uh, Grisham saying in a statement after Trump uh, went to the hospital, quote, anticipating a very busy 2020, the president is taking advantage of a free weekend here in Washington, D.C. to begin portions of his routine physical exam at Walter Reed. There that does go. sound like BS, though. Everybody settle down. What? Doesn't How dare you? An unscheduled? Oh, I just uh, had some free time this week, so I thought I'd All go right. ahead and... Um, he likes uh, reality TV, the president, obviously. That would be a great reality show. Anybody try to match the president for a week. you got to sleep as much as him, and you got to eat what he eats. Boy, that is a good idea. Even without the, even out without the pressure of impeachment and decision-making, you could not do it. 
if even you wanna, if you're tw- if you're 25 years old. If you want to bankroll another hot dog challenge, this time the Trump challenge, I think I uh, I know somebody who might be willing to take you up on it. Mm-hmm. Sleep four hours a day and eat nothing but KFC <laughs> and hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Kanye West hit Texas hard over the weekend. He started on Friday, did a performance at the Harris County Jail in Houston. Then he teamed up with Joel Osteen for the Sunday service. Uh, during the service, he talked about his mental breakdown, which drove him to, as he put it, divorce most of the people in his inner circle because they weren't real Christians. Instead, they were, in his opinion, yes men who were beholden to the almighty dollar. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Kanye chat if he didn't pump himself up a little bit. Now, the greatest artist that God has ever exist, uh, created is now working for him. <laughs> Uh, the, really? The gr- greatest artist that God ever created. Yes. Still ranking himself above Da Vinci and uh, Shakespeare. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. How many albums did Da Vinci sell, Jack? None. None. Uh, name a hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Olstein, God uh, blessed him with some unbelievable teeth. That guy's got some of the best teeth in a... In a in preacher, the whole showbiz preacher mega church thing, I got no use for. Yeah, that's something. Sorry, I realize it's hot in a lot of circles, but it's just, I don't know. There's something really off putting about the whole thing. I don't know about y- your uh, perception of uh, JC and Nazareth, but uh, he wasn't really showy. Well, he was at times. He, yeah. You know, the Sermon on the Mount yeah. was a good crowd. Good crowd. The water uh, into wine thing, I mean, that's that a little bit show-off-y, isn't yeah. it? Like, they oh, needed I... more <laughs> wine. That was just rising to the moment. Right. Hey, are you guys uh, paying attention to the Iranian Hulk that is about to start uh, doing bare-knuckle fighting championships across the world? Not paying much attention to that. Do tell. <laughs> the Iranian Hulk. I came across this over the weekend. Wow. He's uh, somebody that just abused steroids in just an unbelievable way. I mean, he's freakish. He's like a cartoon character. That can't anyway, be, I'm looking at a picture now. That can't be real. I it's know it looks fake, doesn't it? No, I'm pretty sure I've seen this. I think he's got like an Instagram account. Is how he yeah. No, he's got a real some, thing. Yeah, yeah. He's a real thing. He's done some fights, and now he's signed up with one of your American leagues, and he's gonna break out on the world stage. But he is freak-ish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. The Iranian Hulk. I'll watch that. Speaking of strange people who live overseas, the BBC interview with Prince Andrew is being called, what was was the headline? Nuclear explosion level bad. Wow. (laughs) Prince, whatever the hell that is. Um, but we'll, uh, we've got some clips I for you. I was dreaming when I wrote this. Not that kind Different of Different guy, no, yeah. no, no, no. Royal blood, Jack. Royal blood in him. All right, so we've got Prince Andrew lowlights and then a bunch more good stuff. Uh, you name it, we got it here. Uh, coming up next. So how did this come to be? I don't quite understand what happened here. Uh, Well, the story has been going on for a very long time that Prince Andrew of Great Britain... Whoever that is. 
whoever that is, Chuck's uh, younger brother, Prince Chuck. Uh, you remember he was uh, married to uh, Fergie. They called me the Duchess of Pork. Oh, okay. Yeah, the redheaded gal. So anyway, this Prince Andrew has been rumored to be a sex partier with Jeffrey Epstein for a very long time. The late Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, uh, along with other people, although when the, uh, the... Hillary killed her! Excuse me, I got allergies. The, uh... Hillary killed who? <laughs> Epstein. Oh. Well, he said... What? <laughs> anyway. I was uh, sneezing. Um, allergies. So, uh... Anyway, um... So that rumor had been out there for a long time, and then the accuser lady is is making the rounds and doing interviews and that sort of thing. That's the one that was kept under wraps by, was it ABC News? Or NBC? Uh, both. This one was ABC. Either, both. Yeah. And, 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 and so uh, the rumors heated up again. Prince Andrew decided to take the bull by the horns and, and do an interview with the BBC. Uh, and it's been described as an unmitigated disaster. We have a, a clip or two to play. The, first, the... Now infamous, this is the one to talk about around the water cooler, the sweat I, clip. I have a peculiar... Oh, I'm sorry. Can you stop it? you got to set this up. Uh, i got to set this up. The, the accuser lady said when she was uh, underage, a child, that she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew. And uh, he was very sweaty and it was gross. So here's his reply. I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat, um, or I didn't sweat at the time. And that was, oh, was she? Yes. I didn't sweat at the time because I um, ha- had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at. Uh, and I simply, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost impossible for me to, to, to sweat. And it's only because I have done a number of things in the recent past that I'm starting to be able to do that again so i'm afraid to say that that, that that there's a medical condition that says that it didn't do it so therefore wow right. so you know i've always what? said i've always said that if i got accused of something horrifying and my lawyers are saying no just don't talk to the press i'm i'm telling my lawyers i'm gonna go answer any question they want because i look guilty if i don't talk i'm not guilty i didn't do anything so i'm gonna answer any questions if that was his theory, it is not going well. Right. Because that is the dumbest explanation I've ever heard in my life. Holy crap. How did That shows you how insulated from the real world the royals are. Because any normal person would know how that sounds. You sound like a crazy person, dude. Yeah, the whole non-sweating syndrome I'm not f- familiar with. Uh, and that proves possible. I didn't rape her because she said it was a sweaty guy and I don't sweat. Right. There you go. Okay. Uh, so Emily Maitlis uh, is the name of this BBC journalist. Here's some more of the exchange. He was released in July, within months, Epstein. by December of 2010. You went to stay with him at his New York mansion. Why? Why were you staying with a convicted sex offender? Right. Now, I went there with the sole purpose of saying to him that because he had been convicted, it was n- inappropriate for us to be seen together. I felt that doing it over the telephone was the chicken's way of doing it. That was December of 2010. Yep. He threw a party to he... celebrate his release, and you were invited as no, the guest go. of honour. Oh, in 2010? That, that wasn't, oh, that certainly party. wasn't a, a, a party to celebrate his release in December, because it was a small dinner party. There were only eight or ten of us, I think, at the, at the, at the dinner. If there, was a, if there was a party, then I'd know nothing about that. 
you were invited to that dinner as a guest of honour. Well, I was there, so there was a dinner. I don't think it was quite as as you might put it, but yeah, okay, I was there for a, <laughs> I was there at a dinner. Yeah. I'm just trying to work this out because you said you went to break up the relationship, and yet you stayed at that New York mansion several days. I'm wondering how yeah, long. But I was doing a number of other things while I was there. But you were staying at the house of yes. a convicted sex offender. It was a convenient place to stay. It might seem a funny way to break off a friendship, a four-day house party of sorts with a dinner. It's an odd way to break it's up a friendship. It's a different way of putting it. That, that's a very um, a stark way of putting it. Yes. yes, you're absolutely right. Do you regret the whole friendship with Epstein? Um, I, now, I, I still not. And the reason being is that, oh that the, the people that I met... Um, and the opportunities that I was given to learn, um, wow. either by him or because of him, were actually very useful. I, I wanted to make sure that, that um, if I was going to go and see him, I had to make sure that, 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 that there was enough time between his release, because I, it wasn't something that I was going into in a hurry. But I had to go and see him. I had to go and see him. And I had stay to stay with him and stay in the house. I could easily have gone and him. stayed somewhere else. Yes, but, you could. But sheer convenience, it, Sean. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> that he is amazing. To, he had to talk to him to make sure he wasn't going to, you know, drop a dime, as they used to say, <laughs> on Andrew and name him. Please, who flies across an ocean and stays for four days to break off a friendship? You just stop calling them back. That's what you do. <laughs> I have never... Or you say you can't make it, or if it comes to it, you finally say, "Look, uh, that whole thing you got convicted of, I'm I'm not cool with that, and I'd I'd, re- I'd rather lose my number. I don't want to talk to you anymore." I have never heard a more shady person in my life. Oh, I know. It, it shows you how insul- like I said, how insulated he is from the world. He must not even like watch TV or movies. He would realize how ridiculous he sounds. Right. Hey, what's uh, how much is left in that? Uh, there's like another 20 seconds or yeah, so. Yeah, go ahead. Well, when you put it that starkly, the whole four-day party staying at his house, it doesn't uh, look good. How dare you? <laughs> but I had to go and see him. I had to go and see him. I and had to stay t- with him and stay in the house. I could easily have gone and stayed somewhere else, but the but sheer convenience of, of, of being able to get a hold of the man is was was I mean he's he was he was in and out all over the place. So getting him in one place for a, a, a period of time to actually have a, a, a long enough conversation to say, look, these are the reasons why I'm not going to. And that happened on the walk. So do I regret the, another exchange? Do I regret the fact that he had quite obviously conducted himself in a manner unbecoming? Yes. And she says, unbecoming? He was a sex offender. Andrew says, He's having sex with children. He was raping children. He had, he had a woman who worked for him who would line up children for him to rape. Right. That's and not he said, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm being polite. Uh, it's just so ridiculous. Such a disastrous interview. His, his assertions are so ridiculous. And one uh, notable uh, absence from the entire conversation is any real expression of uh, sympathy for the victims. Oh, right, obviously. None. Um, th- that, that whole, uh, 
do you, he doesn't understand how this works. He he must not watch American TV. If if you knew a guy like Epstein and somebody asks you, do you wish you know you hadn't been friends with him? You've got to throw the guy completely under the bus and distance yourself from him. And you you, you would hope that you actually would, but he wouldn't even do that. Well, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I still I still feel like I got to meet a lot of really interesting people. So all in all, it was you know it was a plus having known can, Mr. Epstein. Can you imagine that? I mean, you've got to fully no. play out the scenario in your brain. You're friends with this guy. You had a lot of good times with him. Um, um, and then it turns out he's a child rapist, like a system, well, the most prolific child molester in recent American history. He was called by one press account, and I think that's probably true, given his wealth and connection. So you find out that your good buddy is an astoundingly prolific child rapist. Do you regret the friendship? Well, no, I met a lot of interesting people, and we had a lot of good times together. So no, not really. I mean, eh. That's just it's a, he's a nut. He, yeah, he he must be crazy. I, I was inbreeding. I, <laughs> I wasn't willing to believe he was involved in this before because I didn't know anything about him or care. But he he clearly was. He clearly was. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a damn about the royal family. It is a, a stupid uh, tourist trap tradition, honestly. Um, but, but they don't know that, right? Well, and and this guy is just so obviously. Uh, you know, e- either a perv or the world's stupidest man that we, <laughs> he is a moron. We went ahead. He's a complete moron. Spent a few seconds of our time and yours. So, all right, uh, back to the real world. Uh, wor- hmm? Real world. Wow. A lot of good stuff to come. Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 